Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our third edition of our EKN face-to-face live here on the our Facebook stream. Myself, Rob Howden, alongside David Cole. We've got some great guests coming with us. Uh, what is it? April the 28th. I never know what day it is, David. It's Tuesday now, right? We're, we're just into a new week. Everything Tuesday, kind, yes. Every, everything kind of blending together. Every time I do the IG lives, I have to look down at my laptop to figure out what day it actually is because, uh, man, it's just nuts. We're, uh, I, I have a paper calendar. That's it's easier just to kind of you know glance that's over old there. School. You know, it's it's notes. You got to have all these little notes. You know, when you when you're coordinating everything. You know, and uh, I always got I always got the paper calendar, so I just do the quick glance. I'm like, oh wait, and then I'm like, what week are we in? That's that's the hard part for me is what week are we in? I know it's it's crazy. Things are going by. Uh, it seems like they're going by fast and they're going by slow. And I, I'm working more hours than I usually ever do. I'm calling. I'm commentating on iRacing events now. We've started the face-to-face. We've been doing daily, almost daily IG live interviews with people within the industry. I've been doing the same thing for my Road to Indie Insider side of the things, and it's just been unbelievably crazy. So a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of iRacing stuff going on, David. You've been, you've been doing some iRacing or what? <laughs> you know, it was really sad yesterday. and I mean, it's sad, but it's good. But I, I hear your voice all the time. I hear Xander's voice all the time. I hear Eric Brennan's voice all the time. All three of you were broadcasting at the same time yesterday. I went yep. from the rock race hearing Xander. And then I'm like, wait, Rob has a race. I was on Apex listening to you call a race. And then WKA had their race with Eric Brennan on there. So I was like, all at the same time, all three of you. So you can run, was, but you can't was, hide. It was triple the windbags. <laughs> we're just trying to keep our voices in tune for when we're getting ready to go racing again. That's pretty much what it is, I think. Yeah, that's uh, a workout. So let's let's talk about what we got going here. We got a couple of guys waiting in the wings. Um, USAC Karting has been this uh, a program that kind of, of course, came out of USAC, which has been around forever. Uh, the United States Auto Club. They brought a karting program out, and kind of right with that, David was the launch of the Battle at the Brickyard. You got a chance to go before I did, but last year both of you and I were at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for that event, and they've really. They've come in at a different angle. They haven't come out saying, hey, we're going to be this big sanctioning body. We're going to start supporting clubs and have a rule book. And it's more, hey, you know what? We want to put a couple of races on and want to have some fun with everybody. That's kind of the way. Well, And we'll talk to Mike Burrell more about that. But it's been interesting how what they've done and, and the mark that they've left in only a couple of years. Well, when you add a name like Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that helps build a core foundation. So it gets people on board right away. And then you bring back an event like the Elkhart Grand Prix, uh, something that was historic and iconic in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, that was actually broadcasted on television, uh, was was something that who have been in the sport since then or before then knew it was a big deal. So it that resonates with a lot of people. And, you know, so they're and they're staying home. It's all within the uh, the confines of Indiana. So that helps. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of motorsports in Indiana, and that helps to feed that again, that base, that grassroots level, and that's kind of where they're focused on. And as you said, they're not about taking over the world of karting; they're just here to provide some really cool events. They're hooked up with the the SimCraft 24 Hours of uh, of Orlando. Uh, the last two two years doing that, so they've branched out a little bit. They branch out here and there a little bit with some other events, you know, little low key events. They're, br- they're branching out with the esports as well uh, during this downtime, doing uh, working with uh, TJ and doing this, the SimCraft thing uh, Wednesday night. Uh, get uh, get on get on get on your sessions tonight to get qualified in the top forty. Believe me, you want to be in the top forty to make the big show. <laughs> there it is. All right, well let's let's get through this now because we've got uh, joining right now. I've got Mike Burrell from USAC Carding. We've got Jason Burgess, our chief starter, and we got Rick Folks as well. Uh, let's bring them in. David will dial things in. There's Mike. Let's move things around. There's Jay. There's uh, Dave's getting a, Dave's getting a handle on the production, guys. <laughs> he's he's actually not on here right now, so we can slash him because uh, this is the four of us here. But anyways, great to have you on again, uh, Mike Burrell in the top corner. I got to figure out where I am here. Uh, over here, <laughs> Jason Burgess, and down here, uh, there it is. I feel like it's uh, an episode of the Brady Bunch right now. Uh, Rick Folks with us as well, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on Face to Face. It's interesting how uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic here has kind of made everybody push beyond their boundaries. It's kind of weird, isn't it, that we're doing live this kind of a live thing? We're doing eye racing for for your your customers. Let's start with you, Mike. Uh, it's it's interesting times for for karting and for USAC in particular. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting for everything right now. I mean, no matter what you do, 
uh, in, in real life outside of racing, it's, you know, definitely something none of us have ever lived through. <laughs> so, well, let's, um, let, and let's just jump into this right now. Let's, cause I want to obviously use this show for those who may be coast to coast and don't know a lot about what you guys are doing and why you've done it. Uh, when did USAC karting start and what was the genesis of it? What was the, what, what, what kind of fueled the, this concept of bringing the karting program into USAC? Well, we'd talked about it since about 2010, uh, Kevin Miller, USAC's president and I, and then uh, we kind of, you know, things got kind of stalled uh, in 2011 when uh, Dan Weldon got killed because he was such a big influence on karting in this country and everything and such a big star. And, um, then kind of after that, a few years, uh, Tony George Jr. and I were at lunch and he's like, hey, why don't we talk about bringing this go-kart race back and just doing it with uh, USAC, which, you know, didn't have really have an interest in karting. They did. They had an interest, but, um, you know, they hadn't done anything with it. So we just kind of made it happen. And um, in 2017, started uh, at Indy and at the same time, Elkhart, the mayor of Elkhart at that time, Tim Neese was talking about bringing the race back there and went up and talked to him and said, well, here's a plan to make it an event, just not a, you know, we're going to come to town and race and leave and, you know, see what we can put back into your economy and for your city. So that's kind of how we started it. And um, ACUS is, uh, USAC's a member of ACUS. So they were kind of putting some, you know, not pressure, but saying, hey, USAC, you ought to, you ought to look at getting involved in karting too, because, you know, you kind of got the whole steps. Yeah. With midgets and sprints and everything, steps to NASCAR or IndyCar, whatever you want to do. And that's kind of where uh, the whole genesis of this came from. And the crazy thing is that you guys come out of the gate with, of course, the Battle of the Brickyard, the first one there. You get that going again with the, the street race in Elkhart. Go, go big what? or stay home, I guess. This is it, right? You guys go hardcore. Um, let's let's talk. Let's jump in then and kind of talk about the start of the, the Battle of the Brickyard. Was, was I, like you said, talking to Tony George Jr., I know there was – there was, at one point there was other people that were talking to Fick from Scusa. They were talking to WKA. Weren't they kind of trying to talk to a bunch of different organizations to – maybe try to come together for an event. I remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah, that was um, Randy Bernard originally had that idea. Okay. And I mean, we all know karting, there's plenty of egos and ideas and different paths. And, you know, it just, it didn't work. People just didn't want to work together. <laughs> so surprise. Um, yeah, no, no surprise there. So, you know, the, um, the whole idea of the thing was let's just make a fun event, you know, no points, no, no purse, you know, just make it something prestigious to be at, something prestigious to win, very prestigious to win. And, you know, you're not getting paid for it. They're just going to have fun. There's no points. Relax. Come out and race. And it's the formula's worked. Yeah, we so. talked about last year when David and I were there. I think you and I were trying to co kind of coin it as the the, uh, the country's largest club race. Because exactly. <laughs> there was just, just an amazing vibe to being at that race uh, obviously for the first time for me being there david been there before i know jay you could jason you could talk about it as well for being the flagger there but but mike it just what a, what a huge success story over three years amazing yeah and that's kind of i mean that was our aim and you know rick and jason and i talked about that from day one was just let's get let's get together and just you know if we keep a fun attitude a fun relaxed attitude about it as the people putting it on hopefully that trickles down and everybody's just like you know, chill. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, hey, so far we haven't had any big fights or anything. And, uh, you know, if we do, I'll, I'll take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt you will. Jason, let's come to you. Chief starter for USAC. You do a lot of races. Talk a little bit more about uh, the behind the scenes of this event. I don't people think people realize actually how much goes in to putting this event on. Oh, it's, it's literally 24 seven. I think Mike and I talk when he's trying to eat dinner about three times a week, at least. <laughs> Um, just got a camera in his house for that, obviously. And I mean, it's literally, we're on the phone constantly, different ideas, like, and with the onset of everything we're going through right now, it's just times three of everything. It's like, what have you heard? We have to do, but I mean, it's, I came into the first year, very last second, like three weeks in Mike had me for Elkhart. And I opened up where I could do indie, and that was literally the first time Rick and I worked together, and Jim Fry and Randy Kugler, and just everything. And there's actually a really cool photo we have from that first meeting, like the night before the race started, from the trailer as we went through everything of this is happening, and just the how the event unfolded, how everybody had a good time. And that winter, I told Mike after Elkhart, I was like, hey, I want to be more involved. I mean, this is a really awesome program for karting. It was fun. It, as big as it was, it was fun. 
Let, let me ask this question as well, because I think it segues nicely and connects nicely. You know, you, you think about some of the venues that Carding's been able to grab over the last 20 years, right? Scusa moving from the Rock Pilot at Las Vegas Carding Center into the end of Las Vegas, into the Rio Hotel, and then Sam Boyd, and then back to the Rio. You know, the old North American Carding Championships at Charlotte Motor Speedway, of course, 50-something years or 50 years, whatever it is, Rick, you can tell me, of Carding at, uh, at Daytona. Because Rick, I think Rick was probably about thirty years old back when that started, so he was running in the masters classes already. When I was when fifty then. <laughs> um, Jason, let me ask you, and then I'll ask Mike, and I'll ask Rick. You guys can go around the horn on this. I've been doing this for twenty-five years, and to be able to put a kart race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it seems to me like the absolute biggest venue we've ever been able to go to. I, I think oh, Daytona's huge, right? We're at Daytona, yes. It's hard to maybe compare. But to be able, after this many years, to get a race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Jason, Mike, Rick, what are your what were your thoughts that day before you guys were putting a race on at you know the greatest spectacle of racing, essentially? Um, was it, were you intimidated? Was there a man? I can't believe we're doing this. It was. It was. Yeah, it was the whole disbelief that this is actually happening for <laughs> yeah. me. It's just like. Okay, I've won as a spotter here a couple of times between Indy Sports Car, Indy Lights. I was getting goosebumps walking out towards turn four, waiting on the next next race to start, seeing the pagoda in the background, knowing we're racing on this part of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You're not yeah. racing in the parking lot. You're racing on the track. Yeah. Mike, what about you? What was, what was your feeling on that? You know, obviously <laughs> – you had time to put the, I'm putting the race together. It's going to happen. But there had to be that moment of realization when you guys were putting the track together, you know, putting everything together that first night. I think the biggest thing I was worried about was what did we forget? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, do we have enough people to actually pull this off? And honestly, was it, were any more people going to show up than had pre-entered? And we, I think we had 70 or 80 show up the first year that hadn't pre-entered. Wow. So that made for a big catastrophe and it was you know it was just there was just so much going on from the work end of it that um you know and the unknowns i had never really put on much of a race myself right, <laughs> so yeah. i just kind of stepped into <laughs> yeah let's just put on the biggest freaking race and <laughs> at the awesomest place ever so uh, um i gotta just i mean rick and jason and jim fry and everybody that helped i mean made it happen i, I had a small part honestly <laughs> Well, Rick, you've obviously been in the sport for a long time. Your family's been around Daytona forever, uh, road racing, sprint racing, whatever it may be. How about your feelings on that when it first came together, when you were brought into the team and, and when you're at the Speedway for the first time to put that race on? Well, for me, it started before the day before. Um, I had been a race director for several big one-off events, uh, a couple of major series, um, and I had some other major series, as you know, Rob, asking me, yeah, uh, to come join them. And I, uh, I in essence, I had retired. I was done being a race director. I'd done it for numerous years. Um, so I was still competing, still am. And uh, Mike came to me and, you know, offered me the position of race director for the Battle of the Brickyard. And I, you know, threw a little back and forth. I, I agreed, um, mostly because of the venue, um, because of the opportunity to work with Mike and Jason and, and Jim Fry and, and others. Um, but in all honesty, for me, uh, in all the years of, of the road racing that I've got to enjoy, you know, racing in, in Daytona and Road Atlanta and Mid-Ohio and Road America, all the places that today's carters um, haven't really had the opportunity to enjoy at the level that we did, you know, 20 years ago. And I wanted to be a part of something that, yeah. that brought this back to today's racers. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. 
engineered, and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Two thousand nineteen was a great year, no question. But the off season is here, and I know that your mind is already thinking about next season. We all want to get better and improve our skills and our racecraft. And maybe you're tired of missing the podium or even the championship. So what do you do? Here's what I think: take a breather from throwing money at the newest speed secret and a new chassis you don't quite need yet. Invest in yourself. Take yourself to the next level as a driver. If you want to improve your results, do what every athlete does, regardless of the sport. Get professional coaching. And in karting, there's only one choice. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston. Alan Rudolph is a legend in our sport, and he's been a coach for over 15 years. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for 2020 by calling 866-607-7223 or head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. I, I can see that for sure. And again, just just as uh, you know, being in the media for David and I, it, it was the same thing for us. When this race was happening, it's like we have to be involved in some way because it's just a monumental thing. It's a historic race within within the industry itself. Uh, obviously, the thing gets rolling. Uh, Mike, let's come back to you. Things you're done serving beer there in the bar, which looks <laughs> kind of getting thirsty right now watching you do that. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool. We got a yeah. bar. I get that. Uh, so let's let's talk about this year. Let's use this opportunity to do that now. Let's talk about this year. Obviously, Jason mentioned the fact that you know there's a lot of challenges right now, a lot of different things happening. You guys have stepped to the forefront. You guys have put the document together, essentially, of what needs to be done, how you guys can approach things. Can you take the time right now to kind of detail maybe a little bit of that for those who want to come to the race this year to understand what it's going to look like, what, what, what 2020 will look like for the Battle of the Brickyard? Well, it's kind of a twofold approach to the yeah. changes. Uh, we got one big change in January, uh, Roger Penske buying the track. <laughs> so... That requires us to step up our level uh, from officials all the way down to the guys coming in the back of their pickup. Um, we're going to put out some uh, kind of uh, not uniform that we expect the crews to wear, but, you know, I mean, we're, we're not going to let guys run around shirtless, you know, like you're at a club race. Um, you know, so we got to be a little more, uh, as Pinsky calls it, Pinsky perfect, you know, in our approach and our, um, uh, image of the thing and everything. And we got to make it look like a big event. We got to impress the Pinsky people okay. to make sure we come back. Uh, we can't have, I mean, the first year and we don't know where, who it was or anything. We had a, uh, some kids and their mom get on top of the pagoda at Indy. Wow. Really? At, mid, at like midnight. And anybody that's been up there, I don't know. You've been up there with a radio yeah. broadcast, yeah. but we've all been up there as spotters. There's no railing. It's, wow. Yeah, it's a 10, 12 story drop right off the side. And I was, I was scared that they were going to pull the plug on us the next day. But, um, you know, we can't have any of that. We got to be, as they say, Pinsky perfect this year. Um, 
with a lot of things. And then also we're two weeks before the Indy 500 now or two or three that's weeks. True. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So we can't mess the place up. <laughs> you know, we, we can't mess it up. Um, on the COVID-19 side of things. Yeah. USEC really did an awesome job. The whole team here, everybody, the sprint car guys, Levi Jones, and the, um, who's national champion and uh, you know, was a big go-karter around the Midwest here in the early nineties before he went to sprint cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his group, uh, our group, the road racing side here at USAC that does like the uh, SRO, which used to be Pirelli World Challenge, yep. and a lot of that stuff. Everybody kind of came together, put together a really good set of guidelines. Um, and then we're just going to space it out for, um, you know, depending on where the state is at that time. So right now it's kind of a, we got to have a trailer spaced apart. All registration is going to be online. We're not going to be able to do walk-up registration. Okay. Um, you know, it's basically you're just going to pull up. We'll scan. You'll have to have your QR code that comes with your registration. We can scan that, hand you your packet, and, you know, you go in. And um, um, a lot of things are going to be, you know, more. Um, unfortunately, they're going to be a little more not as social. But, I mean, that's the world that's we're living year. in. This, it is. That's, that's right. 2020. Yeah, we're not going to be it. very social. Yeah. Um, I don't know yet if the concession stand will be open. It kind of depends on where the state of Indiana is at that time. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot of stuff. Uh, it depends on where we're at, but USAC put out some really good guidelines for, you know, if your state's in phase one, phase two, or phase three, a reopening kind of that goes with what the president and the federal governments put out as uh, different stages of reopening. So hopefully by the end of July, it's just like, yeah, come on in, you know, let's all, you know, give a big group hug or something, you know, uh, in theory. And, um, we can just have a normal event, but if not, we're ready with some, uh, some ideas to space the trailers apart a little bit, um, space the grid apart, you know, limit the amount of people in grid. And if we have to, even right now, you know, those guidelines call for, you can only bring X amount of people to the race with you. So if you have um, a big family where you're bringing, you know, three little brothers and two little sisters and grandma and grandpa, you can't do that right now. Um, Where the state state is right now, you bring driver and mechanic and parents, you know, driver plus three right now. So hopefully by July, that's all relaxed. So um, we just got to, you know, we got to put on a, a, we got a two-phase challenge this year. We got to put on an event that it's going to press the Pinsky people. So we can come back in the future mm. and we got to put on a safe event to, you know, in accordance with uh, state and federal guidelines at that time. So how much are you watching? Like, I think we all are some of the stuff that's happening with NASCAR right now. Of course they rolled out a, a kind of a schedule. They're looking at uh, to do some sun- Saturdays and Sundays and Wednesdays. I have a feeling and tell me your thoughts on this, that if, if NASCAR kind of gets this thing kind of spooled up, it may start to flex everybody else a little bit, kind of lighten things up a bit once we start going racing other other areas. I think it will, unless there's obviously a problem, you know, when you get like 10,000 people that went to a NASCAR race and they all have COVID or something. But um, we're not technically a non-spectator event. You know, they're not selling tickets to the general public to go to the Battle of the Brickyard. So, you know, in that case, you know, we don't have to have all the same guidelines as a NASCAR race or an IndyCar race having people in the grandstands. So, you know, we've we've had a meeting over here with uh, Doug Bowles, who's been a big supporter of our event anyway. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You know, right now you guys are still on schedule. Everything's, you know, as is because, you know, you're a non-spectator event. So, yep, yep. fingers crossed. <laughs> well, here's, you know, here's okay. a question coming in from Gary Calling. I know Gary from up here in Ontario, and I think we're going to see a lot of people coming in uh, from Canada this year. He said, if you're coming in from Canada, can we register a week before or so if our, if the borders are even open? Are you going to have registration open a bit later now, now that you can't have any kind of walk-up at all? Yeah, we were looking at a, a, um, up to about a week before, okay. you know, the event. So it would be around July 15th or so we would have to – had to kind of shut it, shut it off and everything. And, you know, I mean, I'm hoping by July, everything's 80, 90% back to normal. I, and, I agree with you. I'm hoping the same thing. Uh, let's, let, let's go to Rick real quick. Now, how does that affect Rick? The kind of the race control side of things, you know, essentially <laughs> <sighs> how's that beer taste up there? Bro, it's a pretty, he's sick. 
He does suck. It should be at this, we, should, we should rename this the happy hour with Howden and we should all have cocktails right now. That's what should be that's happening. Right I'll, be right, I'll be right back. I'm not driving anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do that down the line. Maybe we need a couple of Thursday or Friday night happy hour with Howden. That's how, you know what? That could be some that could be some spirited banter, I think, on there. Um, basically, what we heard from Mike was this. Oh, Alicia just brought me a beer. No, I'm good right now. Uh, um, Burgess, you need one? Uh, Mike was talking about separation. So, Rick, what do you, what do you, what challenges do you see when you're having to talk to a driver? Is it going to be this six foot back here? You, you go stand here, and I'll stand here and yell at you from here, or yeah, what's the, uh, you know, it's interesting. Well, first of all, there'll be no drafting, no bump drafting, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, right? Everyone have to wear their helmet backwards, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, um, as far as the uh, social distancing, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna tell people. You know, well, like Mike said, it's going to be dependent upon where the state is at the time. I mean, if here in Illinois, starting May 1st, masks are mandatory. Face masks are mandatory if you go out in public um, until they lift that restriction. I don't know what it's going to be like in Indiana at that time. Um, You know, we're going to do everything we can to remain the the proper distance apart that that the, you know, the guidelines are at that time. we're going to have some challenges with the grid, obviously going to have people. It's easy to separate folks on the grid. It's going to be more difficult after the race when everyone comes in, you know, to the scales. I was going to say that. Yeah. That's going to be a big one. Yeah. Um, Maybe everybody keeps their helmet on. I mean, I don't know. We're, we are just starting this uh, from the, from the beginning, just like everyone else. Um, You know, maybe, you know, and it's always been a rule that, a crew member is not supposed to join you in line at the, uh, you know, at the scale line, but, you know, other than at pretty much the, the big, big super nationals and the, you know, the big national events, that's kind of a relaxed rule as well. Well, we may have to be a little more strict on enforcing that. Um, just, you know, we do want this event to still have the feel of, like we said earlier, uh, just the, the United States largest club race. Yeah, we want people that. to come and have a great time. Um, no pressure to win. The pressure is on you to have fun. And, you know, I think with everybody in quarantine, um, whatever we give them with the restrictions in place will be, will be widely accepted because people just want to get back to it. Agreed. And I think let's let's put this out there right now, because I know that we're all worried about this race is going to happen at the end of July, you know, mid to the end of July. It's, that's the date, right? July. Yeah. What is the exact date? Mike, 24th, 23rd, 24th. OK, yeah. so we're almost here and I'm, I'm it's, muted. Uh, it's, it's almost three months away. And we're yeah. really six weeks into this whole thing we've had with the COVID-19 anyway. So let's let's have an understanding that we're, we're probably going to be a lot better shape, of course, than we are right now. So that's that, right. that's first and foremost. One thing, I'll ask Jason this, because now there's a change in the track, too. That's the one thing this year, right? We're not going to be pitting the same spot. We're going to be pitted oh, over. Yeah, I forgot about that. On the, oh, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. right, Mike. I'm, I'm, here, I'm here for you, bro. Check your Which email actually gives us more track maps. One of us will stay sober so we can ask the right questions here right now. So... <laughs> We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Twenty-five years of experience, twenty-five years of success. Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports are heading into their third decade in the sport with winning momentum and the best material possible. Last year's monumental victories at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals have proven what the sport has long known. Greg Bell is one of the finest karting tuners, and he and his drivers can get the job done. Looking for a change in equipment? Get on board with Leading Edge Motorsports. Leading Edge is North America's factory team for Formula K and Praga karts, and the new 2020 models are in stock and ready for pickup or shipping to your garage. Do you want to win like Danny Formal did with Leading Edge in Las Vegas? Call Greg Bell today at 209-369-0921 to secure your place on the team. Leading Edge Motorsports will be trackside in 2020 at the Challenge of the Americas, Scusa Pro Tour and California Pro Car Challenge, Rock Sonoma, and the KPX Karting Championship in NorCal. From Rock to Miami to Briggs, rely on Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports to give you everything you need to step into the winner's circle. Check out leadingedgemotorsports.com 
to learn more. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cart Sport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, cart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at cartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Cartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. History. Success. Family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Cart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one -on -one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. That said, one of the thick issues we had last year was we had so many entries was we had to go two by two essentially for the scales. Right. Will there be more room available to kind of have more like six feet apart from all the carts when we go to scale this. line in the new track, <laughs> in the new layer? So, yeah, I went over and measured everything for the new layout. Okay. The whole run to the scales is like 800 feet. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it's two and a half football fields. All right. So, we're so good. It that's, ought that's, to be good. And it's not sharing the same strip with pit out. Okay. So, so you've, right. got a, you've got a lot wider area as well. And you can cord it off. Because remember exactly. last time guys were walking across and they were walking across the grid of the scales to that's, watch the races and everything as well. Right. So. And it's the Wait. first thing you come across as you come into the pits. So, people, you won't have a lot of spectator traffic going to watch the races because they go perpendicular or actually parallel with the, with okay. the new pit in rather than perpendicular. We talk brickyard. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Elkhart, the Elkhart Grand Prix as well, because that's obviously a legendary race yeah. in the sport uh, right before I actually got into it in the mid nineties, but you guys brought it back and it's, it's not as big as it was at one time, but you guys have turned this thing into this cool event. It, there's a, a festival happening all around it. You guys are racing at night. You've got bands. It's, it seems like it's turned into a – I've never been able to go because of the conflicts, but it seems like it's just turned into this actually badass event. Oh, it, it's super cool. I mean, it is, it's a, the race is almost a sideshow, honestly, <laughs> to all the other stuff going on, but the racers are having fun. And uh, actually, the first year we had a complaint, there was too much track time. You know, wow. yeah, all right. it's like, well, we, we're just too busy. There's just too much track time. We can't enjoy all the other stuff. It's like, okay, so we actually back that down a little bit the second year and had no complaints uh, on track time. Um, the biggest we, conflicts we have with Elkhart right now is just, I mean, going to the COVID-19 thing. Um, you know, the, it's a city. And the city yeah. is highly involved. Um, we have to have the city support to make the event happen. Um, just logistically, um, fire, police, everything else, uh, ambulance. And, you know, if we can't do it uh, because of COVID, you know, this year, I mean, hopefully it'll be back next year. The sponsors are all still behind it. The local fans, I mean, we've been getting a ton of plugs on Facebook from locals that, you know, really enjoy the event and we want it to happen. Um, the date right now, 
is in limbo. Uh, it's okay. a week before the Indy 500. Yeah. So, you know, we're a little bit busy. <laughs> all <of> us, <laughs> so yeah. We're yeah. all a little bit busy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, USAC still has a big involvement in IndyCar, um, whether, you know, around the area and everything. So, I mean, logistically, it's going to be tough this yeah. year to be on schedule. But we're working with um, we're working with the city. In fact, I emailed them right before I got on here. And um, we're looking at ideas, you know, to make sure it happens and, you know, make sure it happens long-term also. Yeah. And again, it's, it's the thing about that race, it's it's not like the Brickyard where it's a it's no spectator event. We bring everybody in, we lock them down, we can take care of everything. Because of everything Correct. around the, the fact that it's an actual, just it's it's a city event, right? There's there's yeah that there's it's gonna there it's close challenging. to ten thousand people, ten thousand people at it last year. Wow. I mean, um, Saturday before uh, um, the concerts, and you know when we're wrapping up the features, uh, we did the podiums on stage for the con- main concert, and you know there were probably seven eight thousand people there watching everybody get their trophies. Yeah, I mean, awesome. where else than carding? You know, and are you gonna have? <laughs> 8,000 people at your podium. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and um, Clay, Clayton Anderson, the, the country act who was the main headliner, he actually stopped. Uh, he, he did three songs, stopped, let us do the podiums, and then restarted his his uh, music set, which yeah, was that's incredible. Awesome. I love that. That's yeah, and, you know, he's up there clapping, wel- welcoming everybody on stage. Sorry, some hot girl just rode her bike down the street here. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, um, you know, it, it's, it's an event and, you know, with, when you got eight, 10,000 people in, uh, probably a square mile area, I don't, I don't know the whole measurements. It's going to take some special consideration versus the brickyard. So yeah, we're just kind of working with the city on that and, uh, trying to get a, a feel for you know, when they think is safe to do it and when we can make it happen. So really it's, it's at this point then Mike, it's kind of been limbo with date wise. Cause you got to, it's the COVID-19 situation first. And it's where, where would you guys fit it into the IndyCar schedule? Cause you guys are doing IndyCar as well. Where do you fit it in a karting schedule? It right. could be tough. It, it's tough. We've, we've looked at some other dates and then when you get into September up there, you got Notre Dame football. Yeah, Elkhart's uh, 20, 25 minutes from South Bend, but every hotel room sells out in that whole geographic area, and they go up to like four hundred bucks a night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we're we're working with them. Um, you know, you know, we're we're throwing out dates and ideas and everything, and you know, hopefully they'll get back to us here. And you know, they're they're kind of being conservative, which I don't blame them. I understand uh, that. Yeah. They, they yep. got they got a city to think of, not just not just a race. And if we have to do it again in 2021 and not this year, whatever it takes, you know, we love that event. (laughs) So a lot of people tuning in right now here on face to face. Again, I've got the guys from USAC uh, carding, Mike Burrell, Jason Burgess and Rick folks start. uh, If you have some questions for these guys, throw them up right now in the the comments while I wait for those to come up. We'll give a shout out to Jason Burgess for wearing his support carding t-shirt for me carding news. Yes. Very nice. Jason, let's have a chance. Like, it's not really on topic with what's going on with, with USAC, but let's talk a little bit about, about your flagging because it's obviously something that people absolutely love. I know you give a good smile there, but it's kind of it's part of USAC. It's part of what you do. You're a very uh, uh, vibrant flagger. Talk a little bit about you getting into, the, into that part of, of, uh, of the, the sport because it's, it adds so much, I think, to, to the overall event. Everything I've done in racing hasn't been by the books. It's just literally when it first started – Here's the flags. Okay. And actually Mike and Brian Robson and my dad, we were doing an event downtown with, um, Indy racing. Uh, yeah. See, Mike, Mike remembers this and he had people from Hollywood there and I became a joke and like Mike and BR was like, go lower, go lower, go lower. No, do this, do that. And kind of how you're working the flags and all that. It just became, became a game for us the whole night trying to go as old school as possible. And it just kind of stuck. And then, like I said, I wasn't going to do the first Brickyard race, and then I could. But the original uh, plan for Elkhart was a with the ADCC shifters was just go for a retro weekend. And Mike's like, do a white suit. Do it up like Vidan. Yeah. Have fun with this. Let's do retro. And I was totally on board. And then when I called him three weeks before Indy, he's like, yeah, you're in. And I was like, white suit? Do it up? He's like, yeah. And that was the <laughs> same deal with Mike. That was my first major race. 
So I was just in like, I think I had the warning label on me, like everybody, like when I talked to Rick, I was like, just be prepared. It's going to be a little bit different where I'm at compared to <laughs> anything else you've seen. It just is what it is. I love it. <clears throat> and it, it just took off from there. I don't think people realize because, you know, you're on the track so much. But, uh, again, we're at the race. And, of course, I was driving. Dave was driving. Everybody knew how hot it was this year at the, <clears throat> the Battle of the Brickyard, sweating, tired. Anytime you get a chance to give Jason a hug, dude, you're like a walking wet napkin. Because <laughs> that jacket was drenched. And I give you props for doing what you did all week because early on you were already soaked. Oh, it was funny because it was – I think Bowles came up to me and put his arm around me. <laughs> Sunday night, he just kind of immediately kind of did the jerk reaction of his head. And he looked at me. as like, "Is that sweat?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, you're okay." I was like, uh, "I've hurt myself bad, but I'm okay right now." That's it, right? Hey, we got one question coming up here. Mike Gary Calling asked again about uh, questions for hotels closer to the Indy track. Of course, that's something you can go online. But more, of the question is: Are you allowed to camp on site? Can you do that at, at the Brickyard weekend? Yes, you can. Okay. It's a hundred and fifty dollar fee. Um, because we had to pay for extra security and everything all night long. Yeah. But, uh, yep, there is camping on site. Um, I don't know if that'll be limited because of the COVID thing. Right now I have it limited on the, on the, uh, entry form. So we don't, uh, overextend ourselves and have to tell somebody, sorry, you, you, you've been booted, but, uh, we can put up also information on hotels around the area, uh, anywhere on the West side of Indianapolis, Brownsburg. Yep. Uh, are all within about 10 minutes of the racetrack. So uh, let, let's let's bring this one here up as well. You guys can feel free to, to, to slam them if you want. But Tom Harleman says, when is the statue of me going to be put up in the paddock for this year's race? <laughs> <laughs> Jason. So yeah, Jason. Tom, all I got was laughter. <laughs> we're going ha to have to make a mold. So this is going to get interesting. <laughs> I, I, I do got a funny story. Jason was talking about that uh, celebrity race we did like two nights before Indy. Uh, I don't know when that was, like 2010 or 11. And uh, the you know some of the celebrities that were there, the guy that played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore, oh yeah, was was one of them in a go kart was, and he was smashed drunk. They never should have <laughs> let him out there, but you know he was like one of the bigger celebrities at this thing, and he is just hitting everything but the lottery that night. Oh my and God. he is just drunk and literally like getting out of the cart and they're handing him mixed drinks and oh he was hilarious Yikes. <laughs> and then he grabs whoever the guy was that played the lead guy in uh hbo's show entourage okay um uh, was there name. yeah you know who i'm talking about but uh um oh he shooter was just you know egging him on too and uh that was just funny i totally forgot about that you know, doing that event until Jason brought it up. <laughs> Adrian Grenier. Yeah, that was him. Yes, that was yeah. him. Look at Rick yeah. coming in with the names. He knows yeah. all the Hollywood stars. He knows what's going on. <laughs> I hang with the, with the in crowd, a, you know. He's an A-lister. Like <laughs> he's an A-lister. Hey, somebody brought up the fact of, uh, of uh, Jason, you with your whiteboard, greeting all the drivers at the start of the weekend, Justin Dictrick. I like that. I thought that was kind of a cool deal. Is that something that uh, you plan to do on a regular basis? Is that your, is that your jam? Oh, yeah. It's – it's a twofold deal. It's one of those deals kind of, especially for like indie and bigger events. Uh, even at every event though, it's just kind of that tension breaker in the morning just to get yeah. everybody so focused about the weekend. And then it's just like, they see that and they kind of forget about it for, forget about the whole plan in their head and it's like, Oh, okay. We're having fun. That's it. Which is really what it's about. We pause our face to face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. You've heard and read about us. We are the Rawlison Performance Group. We race to win. Our senior program is the best in the sport, and we have the Scusa Pro Tour X30 Senior Championship to prove it. Our coaching staff includes four-time Scusa National Champion Ryan Norbert, three-time Scusa Supernats winner Bonner Moulton, Scusa Pro Tour X30 Junior Champion, 2015 Rotax Grand Finals Vice Champion and Junior Development Specialist Luke Selkin, and our hands-on owner, multi-time champion, and IKF Duffy winner Mike Rollison. This isn't sideline coaching. We're on track, and we dogfight with you. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. You learn more and more with every single lap. Our seniors win races, like Hannah Greenmeyer at the Scusa Winter Series opener in Florida. And they win because they've been trained, coached, and honed 
by our RPG staff. Hurricane Hannah is proof positive. If you're a mini driver ready to move up or a junior driver who's done with running mid-pack, join the team that will develop your skills and take you to the podium. At the Rawls and Performance Group, we turn juniors into pros. In 2020, we'll be racing at the Scusa Winter Series, Pro Tour and California Pro Kart Challenge, the Florida Winter Tour, and the United States Pro Kart Series, as well as the IKF Northwest Region. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. We're the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all our products are just a mouse click away. We ship daily to ensure that you get your order as quickly as possible, and we are constantly adding new products to our online store. We specialize in IME engines, tillet seats, ceramic product line, OTK products, Briggs and Stratton engines, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fit your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. In Las Vegas this past November, at the Rock the Real finale and the Scusa Super Nationals, Formula K reigned supreme. Daniel Formal drove his leading-edge motorsports Formula K Evo 3 to wins in the biggest races of the year, proving the outright speed of the Formula K brand. And you can make Formula K your cart in 2020 by contacting your local dealer today. Atlanta Motorsports Park is the importer and distributor of the Formula K line, as well as the race-winning Praga chassis, and you can connect with your dealer through the AMP website. The new 2020 Formula K Monster Evo 3 is ready to ride and win, complete with IP Karting's new STRV brake system. Follow in the footsteps of Formal and steer your own Formula K to victory lane. If a Praga is more your style, the Dragon Evo 2 is the perfect choice for single-speed competition. Bolt on your IAMI X30, Vortex Rock, or Rotax Max and go out and win. Atlanta Motorsports Park has both Formula K and Praga chassis in stock to support new dealers, and they have previous year models in their inventory available for racers who are looking to get a winning chassis at a discount. Head to atlantamotorsportspark.com karting to learn more about Formula K, Praga, and AMP's karting program. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. You know, one of the things, one of the things we didn't bring up yet, and I know that Cole and I, we, we were together with the whole thing, but it's the lap, the lap around the track, right? And the cool thing was, I remember when, when I, I don't remember going across the yard of bricks because I was looking at you, Jason, the whole time when you were flagging. <laughs> I like, I, I like, I totally rolled across and didn't even look down uh, to see the yard of bricks. But that's to be able to flag that lap for everybody. I know that's uh, that's a pretty amazing thing. I was, I loved it. I thought it was just oh, the coolest deal. Yeah, being able to stand right where I'm able to stand at for that deal is. Yeah really special and then we uh we got a little uh um i don't know know how to say it um but talking to dan skyver our contact at indy um he's like yeah you guys have been so well behaved on that lap as as a group carters that you know we were doing it by class um and you know and that separated some of the teams like you know i know like trinity john bailiff's group they wanted to all be together um you know, for a photo, but some of them were separated because, you know, it's had some guys in this class and some guys in this class, but, you know, Dan said this year, he goes, if you guys can maintain being behaved, you can line up however you want. So, oh, wow. it, nice. you know, well, yeah, if you, if you got a guy on a Briggs and you're on a shifter, go-kart racers did something 
right? Oh, right. What? Well, I, I, the the first year we did it, <laughs> I, I I stood up out of the sunroof with, looking backwards at a Tony George Jr.'s uh, suburban. And I'm giving them the evil eye, you know. And I pretty much said, yeah. you know, anybody screws this up, and uh, I think I was a little more French than that. Like, but uh, um, anybody screws this up, you're out of here. You know, I'm just going to pack up your stuff and throw you Perfect. out the front gate right now. Yeah. And yeah. that that remains. You know, yeah. you know, especially now with uh, you know the the new management over there, we have to we have to be proper. That's it. So, so uh, Jason, you're being called out to talk about your chicken suit. Racing in a chicken suit. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I don't know anything about this chicken Thanks, suit Dad. story. What's what's the chicken suit story? We did um, years ago with Mike Adi, OMG. Yep. Um, actually, this might have been with Mike at this point. We didn't have the graphics for the cart minis yet. So it was like, just as a joke, we just put the chicken pit special on the side of the cart. Yes. Just for testing at Newcastle for a couple of weeks. And everybody started joking about it, and we'd had a really bad season the year before. And I looked at one of the guys, like, okay, if we win five races this year, I'll do practice at sixth next race in a chicken suit. <laughs> and went out, and we won, like, the first five races of the season all straight in a row. So by the time we got to an IKS race, here I am in a grid on a, in a chicken suit running practice all morning. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Well, listen, let's spin off that. We didn't talk about it. Obviously, you, you, you suit up for your, your flagging duties. You know, you go full old school USAC, which I think is classy. I think you were Elvis at one point. But for the, for the uh, SimCraft 24 Hours of Orlando, did you not have like a full lighted suit so people could see you at night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had for um, for the 24 Hours of Orlando last year for TJ's first outing with us. I had a basically we called it the Tron suit. It was all blue LED light up. That's it. And then we I went through and handmade one for Elkhart, especially last year and used it this year for the 24 as well to freeze in. And it was like white pinstripe LEDs, red accents and just it's nuts. <clears throat> Uh, had the flags lit up the whole nine yards. I love it. All right, let's let's look forward, Mike Burrell. Um, what's what's coming up for USAC? Is there a thought of another race, or is two pretty much what you guys are happy with right now? I can't or three, or three, right? Let's let's say because you're you're you are connected with TJ Halsman the in the twenty four hours of Orlando. You guys help him out with that. But about out of, outside of those three, is there are there any thoughts of maybe expanding to four or five races? Yeah, we're always looking. I mean, it's got to be cool. Yep. It's got to be cool. It's got to be unique. It's got to be fun. Yeah. You know, we're just not, you know, we're just not going to show up at a track that everybody else shows up at and just, here's a race. Give us your money. Thanks. Yep. Go home. I hear you. Okay. So, you know, we, uh, I, none of the three of us do this for a living. This is all our kind of side passion. Yeah. So we're all good with just, hey, if it ain't fun, Let's just stay at home that weekend, or yeah. go do something else. So <laughs> we're on the we're um, on the we're on the road a lot as it is, right? So you know, you don't exactly. Want to go on the road so yeah. yeah, so you know, I mean, you know, if we can find a fun, unique, you know, opportunity, um, uh, we've, you know, we've been talking to some of our connections through USAC. I mean, we have we have access to some great tracks and great places, mm -hmm. and um, you know, if we can make it happen, and it's you know, a good business plan, a good event plan, that it's fun you know and it's unique and to give the carters a, a new experience yeah we're all for it i just i'll just throw it out there right now because i think it connects really good with usac and i know chris wheeler talked about it at one point i would love to i'd love to see a, a dirt uh sprint track event somewhere that i think would be a good connection with usac that's something that i think would be badass that would be. I don't know how many people would actually show up, though. <laughs> I think that'd be so much fun. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, great. Be a blast. I think it'd be great. Okay, it's Rick. Let's go to you. Let's cap things off here. We're forty minutes in. Uh, you're looking obviously at the season. You're, you're. Are you still working right now with your the work you do with GM? What's uh, what's your status right now? Actually, it's Ford. Ford, no, pardon I hear you say that. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> My apologies. Um, actually, I'm doing some online stuff, kind of similar to what we're doing here, but. Uh, as far as the hands-on uh, traveling, all that's been been halted. Okay, um, all online. Okay. Yep, the spotting stuff obviously has, has slowed down or stopped because the race there is no racing, um, other than the e, e stuff or the i stuff. Um, no, I'm I uh, 
working, working out in the woods, cutting down trees, uh, just kind of hanging out. Um, you know, we were talking about, uh, Jason joining us and, and, uh, when Mike, you know, when he and I were talking about putting the staff together, he said, I've got this, this guy who's going to be a good flagman. I think, uh, he's, he's kind of new, but man, he's enthusiastic and he'll give a hundred percent. Well, I, we didn't realize he was going to give a thousand percent and, you know, so he's, he's our mascot. Mike's yep. the feel good guy. And I'm, I'm always kind of the heavy because I have to enforce the rules. Um, <laughs> but uh, like Heidi said, we need uh EKN face, face masks. You know, that'd be cool. Just, look you know, at that. Whatever yeah. we, whatever we've got that uh, can make the event fun, make it unique. Um, you know, we're all about that. And, and I emphasize again, what Mike said, um, if it's not fun um, and if you're not coming to have fun, don't come. Yeah. Stay at home. That's it. Um, yeah. Because one, you know, one bad apple will, will you know, upset the whole cart. So let's just let's have some fun and, and go back, get back to racing. Just by the way, uh, Mike, got a couple of guys all over the dirt sprint. Aaron Kruger's like in the dirt sprint. Brian McCaddy said he'd be first in line for a dirt sprint deal. Doug Fleming mm -hmm. talking about having a dirt road course in, in Carlsbad. They do do some dirt road course racing already out there. So I just I just want to plant the seed. I think that we could do it. Yeah, we got a quarter mile dirt track at Indy, so we could uh, probably cut a little bit in the infield there and do it at the same time. Oh, now something we're talking. To do on, something to do on Saturday night, I guess. Now we're talking. We <laughs> I like it. Look, I like it. All right. Uh, what about you, Jason? Uh, same thing. What's what, what's keeping you busy right now? Um, still working. What we have hours at the shop, which yeah. is still like till about two or three in the day. Um, it seems like we're doing a lot more work behind the scenes for Indy and Elkhart right now. And it's just like two or three times a day, even like we get stuff from our FIA liaison. We're looking at what's been canceled, what's been postponed, concerts, fairs, you name it across the country, just trying to figure out a game plan. Yeah. Um, had a good phone call with the Buckeye Carding or Buckeye Carding series with Scott Benton this morning, just kind of talking about their plans and what they're looking like compared to what we're seeing here. And it's just, I think we're kind of busy. It's like I said, it seems like we're busier now than we were before. And we haven't even, we're not even on the road right now. That's it. Right. That's it. I, I see. And everybody's doing the same thing, but we're all, we're trying to, you know, bob and weave with what's happening, but then we're constantly changing our, our, our plans moving forward, depending on when we come back to racing. I get that for sure. All right, Mike, we'll wrap things up with you. Uh, what are you doing to keep busy? What's uh, What are your thoughts on these, this next month as we wait to go racing again? Uh, my my thoughts on the next month are sad because it's going to be the first May in my lifetime that, you know, growing up <laughs> half mile from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's going to be quiet. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty big, but uh, I'm keeping busy. Real job. <laughs> Attaboy. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. We got a lot of questions that came in. That was great. Thanks for joining us here on Face to Face. I appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for taking the time. I do appreciate it, my friend. Uh, as soon as Dave un unmutes me. Thanks, Rob. It was great having you. Um, good to see you. Even uh, Hopefully, the next time I see you, it's at a racetrack. Oh, my God, please. Yeah, same with you, Jason. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Having that beer Maybe a bit jealous. I might have to have one right now. It looks pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Heidi. Always a pleasure to, to, to spend some time with you guys. We can't wait to get back to the, uh, the Battle of Brickyard. Mike Burrell, thanks again. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, uh, you've also probably started a new happy hour with Howden. That's going to happen probably pretty soon. So count me back in for that one. We'll, we'll have yeah. Speedway's we'll right there. Five o'clock happy hour. Last hour practice. Oh, man. Uh, Mike, thanks again, bud. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Rob. Thanks. All right, guys. We are, we are done here with the guys here from USAC. Uh, it was great to have Mike Burrell, uh, Jason Burgess, and from Ford, David Cole. Ford. I know. I don't know how you got that wrong. It's, I, don't, it's, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Ford. You know Rick, Bill Rick Elliott, Davey Allison, all the great names <laughs> that raced Ford back in the day. Come on now. That's true, man. A lot of guys on the By Ford the way, product. Got my They've shirt got, today. There it is. Hashtag support carding. Mine's on the way here. It takes a little longer to get to Canada. Again, we've seen a lot of people putting our support carding shirts up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. We love it, guys. Thank you so much. Remember, the concept right now is to try to take care of the industry who is struggling here. Uh, many of these guys would have been back to the racetrack. They would have been at the SKUs of Winter Nats or getting ready for the Spring Nationals or the USPKS would have already got their first season, start, first race started. A lot of these programs would have already been racing 
And uh, so there's there's teams and shops that are struggling right now. So the support carding initiative that we've got going, if you can right now, if you have the means, spend a bit of money with your local shop, buy some tires, oil, fuel, buy some gift certificates. You'll pay the money now. You'll use it later. We just get some money coming through the industry and some coming through the business right now. And that's really what we're doing uh, with the entire hashtag support carding program. All the proceeds from that T-shirt are going to go to the EKN partners that, that make sure that we're here uh, day in and day out. Are we getting more thrashing here? That Gary Collins saying hashtag beat Rob Howden. I don't know what, like, come on. Jeff Deskins, does the track or race series matter when you hashtag beat David Cole? It doesn't. boy, Jeff. It does not matter when I beat David Cole. And just so you know. I'm road racing. I've never lost to David Cole. He has never, ever, ever, ever beat me, ever. Well, 2020 is a new year, new era. So it is a new year. <laughs> it is a new year. I mean, right. look at all the things that have changed in 2020. That's that, very true. That is one thing that will change in 2020. There's a get there's a good possibility, but very fast. But I plan on practicing like crazy. I plan to put the time in to beat David Cole. It's gonna be my only mission once we go racing again. Only mission. Only mission. Beat okay. David Cole. That's it. It's it's not Unfortunately, it's 2020. It's a new year. New well, era. listen, here's, here's, change. here's two things. Uh, I was pretty fast at the brickyard. I, I'll be good. I think I'll be able to beat you again there because you just can't seem to get to the front. You keep wrecking yourself. I just the time. suck at You don't start. know how to qualify. Uh, I suck a, at qualifying and starts. Yeah, there's a possibility, so there's a possibility that I may be able to run Rock Island. It's been like five years since I've run Rock Island, but the way things are shaking out, I could come back to Rock Island. You never finish at Rock Island. Anyways. That's not true. Well, you rarely finish at Rock Island, and I'm That's, almost all, and I'm almost I've never I think I've only not finished once. So you never ever finish and wreck most. Of the no, time. no, no, no. So I've got that handled. I, there's no issues at all there. Can I speak? Can I speak? Of, battle, I mean the the uh, the Grand Nationals for Cup cards. You can't even get to the first lap in the feature. So I'm not really that worried. The results will speak for themselves this year. <laughs> And by the way, I raced three classes last year at Rock Island, and I finished every all the heat races, all the features. So, where did you start those races, Dave? It's P pick. It's all different. <laughs> it's all different. It is. You, it is. To, yeah. for, to uh, win first, you must finish. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't do that at the Grand Nationals because I had your ass waxed. I probably would have lapped you. Hold on. Let's let's be real. We get started. <laughs> I, qual I was starting ahead of you in the race. A bunch of whiny pussies decide they're not going to race in the in the rain. And you pull like four rows in front of me. It was all the I inside guys. I can't help that people don't like to get wet. Hey, can we let's uh let's let's uh throw Scuba Steve under the bus right now for that. Yeah. Steve Steve kills Doc. Is he on here? He's I don't think he's here. on here, but I'm throwing no. him under the bus right now. Anyway, yeah, this guy didn't run the main was. event. Because didn't want yeah. to get his cart cart wet and dirty. Well, he led, yeah, he he led the uh, the revolt against uh, racing in the rain because they don't want to get their carts dirty and wet or replace, you know, the uh, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. bearings and everything like that. So stock stock car stock car racing would be good for him. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> I racing is better for him. I racing perfectly. You won't be able to clean your cart, Steve. Um, all right, Dave, we're done. We're wrapping things up. Let's tell yep. everybody about next week. It's uh, not, not this week, later this week. We're actually going to have on uh, Mike Adams from Newcastle Motorsports Park. We talked about the fact that they were able to put together a race last week, and they're going to race, I think, again this week, their first weekend, first official race. Um, and we're going to talk to Mike about what they're doing because I just, you know, it's something that's happening right now. There's tracks that are opening up. Uh, David actually, I think, just, just putting the finishing touches on an article that we'll have. It's, it'll be an updated article. We've reached out to a bunch of uh, a bunch of the um, about the tracks, tracks. and clubs. Uh, what's your status? What are you looking at? Race like, are you racing soon? What's the status for practice? We're just going to kind of keep that thing updating. And so, if a, if a track hasn't given us any information yet, we hope that they'll send it in so we can continue to update that. That way, people around the country can see what's happening. But for the next face to face, uh, for sure, we've got Mike Adams and, and David. I think you had a suggestion. We're going to try to grab potentially somebody out, another another track owner as well, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe two, maybe one more or two yeah. more. We'll see uh, yeah. on the contacts because again, we're we still we still sent out some information, so we're waiting to hear back from them and uh, if they're excited to be on the show. Yeah, and then um, Tuesday right now we have it scheduled in. It'll be a cool interview. We've got we're going to bring on uh, Will Power and uh, Billy Vincent from the new WPK, the Will Power Cart. Uh, Will's jumping in with Billy, who is an, uh, an engineer and a, and, a, and a 
top team guy in the IndyCar program. Billy's a veteran carter as well. They're going to come and talk about the WPK car. They're going to talk about their plans on how they're going to get into the sport a little bit. So it'll be cool to have Will Power here. He was pretty excited on the Twitter, uh, his Twitter feed. He put up a post yesterday. I think he was out at, out at GoPro. He said, he said it was he likes doing the eye racing, but it was so good to get back out and actually feel the G's in his cart at GoPro. I thought that was an awesome tweet. Yeah, it's it's like hugs or you know anything like that. You got to feel, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's just just sitting in a car. Like if I could sit in my cart right now in the garage, I probably would. Yeah, and just turn the engine on and just sit to feel but the vibration. I would and too. Smell I'd... the gas. But... Yeah. But you can hear his voice. I got right? all my recycles on, laid on top of it. I <laughs> I just can't do it. You can hear it in his voice though when he when he talked about the fact how happy he was. Yeah. It, Will's the guy that likes to go likes his carding for sure. He'll be back. He was at the Super Nationals last year. He's already said he's coming back to the Super Nats this year, and he's doing whatever he can to get other guys to come run the Super Nats as well. So, well, and and to be honest, really, the month of May for for all these professional drivers should be about carding. I mean, if you think about it, because it gives you a whole month of training like physical training, because again, we've talked to so many drivers who are in the professional ranks about how, you know, again, karting is the purest form of motorsports, but it also gives you that muscle memory. Uh, and it works so many different muscles and, and that they're not probably not even used to using or, or working out, you know, uh, again, you can, you can only do so much working out, but when you get on the track and, and as you said, feel yeah. the, uh, the G forces and everything, everything like that. It, uh, it, there's no, there's no replacing that. We'll, uh, we'll throw out a, a, a couple of messages to some of these guys to see who is going karting to make sure we, don't, we, we fill you guys in on it. Otherwise, we're done for this edition of Face to Face, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can always watch it here again on YouTube in the videos. I'll, I'll mention that in a second, Dave. Dave will upload it as well to YouTube. So all these are available on YouTube. Plus, we'll turn it into audio. If you're more of a podcast guy, they'll be available on pod, the podcast as well on the EKN Radio Network. Again, 24-7 uh, Carding Radio Network. You can download the app for ECAN Radio or you can uh, go to ecardnews.com slash radio at any time to listen to that. Um, slash, slash. Uh, David, show it off to support Carding T-shirt. If you haven't bought one yet to show your support for the, the carding industry, ecardnews.com slash store. They've got adult sizes, kids sizes, and I believe it's available in both the cotton and like a, a high performance performance, yeah. performance product, more of like yeah. a workout shirt kind of thing. Uh, Heidi Welk, operators are standing by. Uh, get online, make your order, and she'll get that shipped out ASAP. But when you get it, you have to put it on social media. Take a picture of yourself, tag us, tag eCardi News, use the hashtag support carding. Tell everybody to make sure they support the sport until we can go back racing again. Someone just bought, Heidi just said someone just bought 20. Whoa, put that up there. there. I like it. Thanks for the update. Hi, someone just bought 20. That is a performance. Awesome. That's good. Thank you, folks. I appreciate that. That's all for the. It's all for the sport. It's all for the industry, and it's for those people that support uh, eCardiNews.com. David, you were kind of in the background there for for quite a while. Uh, what do you think about a happy hour with Howden show? Roman, it's coming. Rum and Coke, nice IPA. We might. We talked about the photographers one. That might be a good one to do late night. Uh, you know, true. we get Todd McCall talking about eye racing. We get Ken Johnson talking about or ice racing. So. Yeah. We get Ken Johnson talking about birds and, and golf and golf. <laughs> Um, Wyatt, I, I don't know what Wyatt's going to talk about. Uh, and then Chris talking about, uh, all the in and out burgers he gets to eat and we don't. <laughs> oh, Chris and I can talk about good beer too. That's for sure. Yeah. So I, I, you know, we could get a five person round table, uh, and just, just shoot the shit. We'll see. I don't know. Hey, um, let's do it. Yeah. We'll I mean, we'll figure it out. We Maybe got time. Fun. We got lots of time, too. We got lots of time. All right, folks, we're going to wrap things up. I'm done. Uh, that's David Cole. <laughs> I'm Rob. It's backwards. That's David. Yeah. I'm Rob Howden. Thanks for joining us, folks. I appreciate it. Stay, Take care of each other. Stay home. Flat the curve. We're going racing. Book it. <laughs>